2: Kane Velasquez salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Fantasy Football Frenzy.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let the beat drop. Welcome in, everybody. It is the fantasy football. Friends, here, December 27th, Friday. The 2019 year is almost over. This is the last Friday that you'll see a program for 2019. You believe that? I do. I sure do. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz, of course, join me. Shout out to the Goon Squad. All year long, have been there. And uh, I'm sure they won plenty of championships. And shout out to Big Timer because he told me uh, recently that he won (sighs) a ton of money. A ton of money. A big league and a ton of money. And he was in 24 leagues. Guys, that's a pro right there. I could barely do 10. I'll tell you that right now. It's very difficult. So shout out to him for that. That's big. Um, Today, we're going to go over week 17. That's it. It's the last week of the season before the playoffs. Talk some DFS. We'll talk some, uh, you know, playoff outlooks, some wagering. We'll do it all. We'll play around a little bit today with Week 17. All right. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, how you doing today, my brother?
4: Hey, I'm doing good, Chris. I'm doing good. You know, on to Week 17 for all those poor schmucks. I mean, people playing in Week 17, (laughs) good luck, and we wish you the best. But uh,
3: shouldn't be playing Week 17.
4: Fortunately, I am not playing anything in Week 17 except maybe a couple of DFS lineups. Exactly. Things like that.
3: As you should be. Nobody should be playing season long in week 17. I mean, unless it's like a rotisserie points league, right?
4: Or best ball, right?
3: All right. So, you know, otherwise you really shouldn't be. That's why I took a little DFS because there's guys that are out for sure. Teams that have nothing to play for are going to bench their main guys. For instance, the Baltimore Ravens, George benching uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Not going to play, no matter what they say. So you have a cheap Nick Boyle or uh, Hayden Hurst out there in DFS. RG3, if you want to take that chance. I don't really like it against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it will be a cheap option for a starting quarterback, George.
5: It is. uh, You shouldn't need a cheap option. You should be okay with uh, your quarterbacks this week. There's plenty out there. But uh, like you guys said, this is why you don't play Week 17. Baltimore sitting. We're funny. Minnesota now is playing to sit just about everybody, uh, mm-hmm. which is no, not a shock there. I mean, I, I don't like how e- the ESPN stand that we play on their site is they combine week 16 and week 17, which I get. Or guess is better than week 17 being standalone stand mm-hmm. alone as a championship. But still, it's not ideal. Who wants to? I mean, I guess if you win, you do. But really, who wants their league to be decided? Because I'm playing Chris Venture in a league, and Chris lost his, uh, you know, he, he lost to Mark Jackson. He lost Ingram. He lost Cook. Oh, I win. Yeah, because of that. It's, it's, not, it's not fair. It's not right. And this is not something we don't know about. We've been saying this for, what, a couple of decades They should be playing in week, six, week 17.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's been a known thing for a long time. And if someone loses in Week 17 because of things like that, that's the definition of Fugazi. I mean, that's literally horny and just not, that's not fun. Uh, I was actually listening to, uh, shout out to Dr. Roto. I was listening to Dr. Roto yesterday, uh, and he was talking about a league where the commissioner Um, basically a kit, his friend won the league on a stat correction. He thought he lost and he won on a stat correction. And the commissioner emailed the league and said, this league's not about that. This is nonsense. Um, it was about clowning our friends and I'm taking the stat. The stat correction doesn't count. And he ended up losing because the commissioner took away the stat correction. That's pretty ridiculous. I think. Uh, so if anyone has stories, <laughs> beyond like
4: that, ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> 20 minutes later, I would be knocking on the commissioner's door saying, uh, "We need to talk."
3: With a bat in your hand,
5: <laughs> I wouldn't need a bat.
3: Yeah, you probably don't. To, I would take a bat. I'll tell you that. The right
5: only hand. way you can do that is if it says in the rules that we, you know, finals in week 16 is final as of you know Monday at midnight, whatever it might be. Right. You know, and then there's no stat cracks don't count. If it doesn't say that in the rules, then hey, stat cracks is what we all look for during the week anyway. It yeah. happens all week lo- all week long. Unless that's a rule every week of the season, you know, there's no stat corrections that are applied any, at any time. Then right. uh, I can buy that. You can't just say unilaterally, ah, week 16, your finals, no stack corrections. Right. You know, no, you can't do stuff that like that. That
3: person should not be a commissioner then. If you, like you said, at the beginning of the season, you make it known stack corrections are not being applied here in this league. But majority of leagues, stack corrections apply. Everybody knows that even if someone loses on a stat correction, yes, they might be bitter. They know how the rules go, and that's just the way it is. Uh, well, the, so. the,
4: the one thing I would say to that is he if he decides to play with that commissioner again next year. He should, yeah. Well, then it's all his it's own fault, him. and he gets what he deserves.
3: Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming he won't. <laughs> assuming I couldn't
4: won't. get away from that commissioner fast enough and tell everybody I know what a <laughs> bad commissioner he is. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, there's too many bad commissioners out there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, look, casual leagues. I mean, if you think about casual leagues, a lot of the commissioners probably don't really know what they're doing and they're just a bunch of friends doing stuff. Uh, when it comes to big money, people get pissed. If, you're, if you don't know guys don't know what you're doing, then you should probably shouldn't play for big money. Uh, I mean, you know, pretty that simple. Read your league settings. I mean, that's something we always say from the beginning. No, make sure you know what's going on with the league you're playing in. So
4: I've actually heard of a, a commissioner getting taken to court for some Yeah something he did that wasn't in the rules and it was for big money. And they, the, you know, the guy who lost took him to court yeah. for it.
3: I mean, that's the, you know, you want to
4: take the silver. I mean, out. It's stealing. If it's not in, in the rules right. and he's just making stuff up on the fly, then that's stealing.
3: Yep. And, and, and there's proof. So you, you know, you could win that case. It's a hassle. It's annoying. I'd rather just go to his house with a bat and, uh, you or know.
4: They, they could, they could reach out to my friend Michael Stein, who happens to be known as the fantasy judge. Um,
3: yeah.
4: he's, a, he's a lawyer by trade, That's but a he also job, does uh, fantasy litigation on the side, you know, between two teams or a league and a team and things along that line. You know, maybe you should get, get him involved. You can find him on Twitter at fantasy judge.
3: There you go, right there. I like that. That's actually pretty brilliant. Uh, uh, you know, a legal uh, representative for fantasy purposes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right.
4: Well, look, we got legal now. We got insurance. Well, we've had insurance for a few years now where you can insure your fantasy team. Heck, mm-hmm. it's getting to be a big business. Everybody wants their piece of the pie.
3: Absolutely. Everybody wants their piece. I, I completely understand it. Um, All right, we're heading to break. We'll break down these Week 17 games. Look at the playoff picture, things like that. The spreads, whatever. Uh, and if you guys want, we could do game balls, but I think that's over with. I think next week we'll do game balls and dud balls for the season. The guys who killed us and guys who carried us to the playoffs and to the championships. I think that'd be pretty fun. So... Maybe do that next week. But let's look ahead to week 17. We'll be right back after this on the Friends. Media. Want to
0: be the next daily fantasy millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code Dunk. Visit dailyroto.com backslash
1: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen
0: A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Okay. Welcome back. Fancy football friends. Make sure you get on the grid. That is the Sports Grid Network. We're on right now. Where you are watching us on YouTube, wherever you're streaming. Stir, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo TV, Channel 719. Pluto TV. Shout out to Pluto. 517. There you have it. We're everywhere. For free, for the most part. So check it out. All right. Break down these games. And I want to talk about, because I want to break them down, and I want to talk about the guys that won't be playing. Uh, Jim and George. So, you know, maybe we could get a little DFS nugget to help us get a nice cheap play. Maybe we win some some cash post regular season of the fantasy uh, season long. You know what I'm saying? So let's start with the first one o'clock game: Atlanta Falcons at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game could be very high scoring. The over under is 48, of course, and the Bucks. Our home favorite's minus one. Falcons are plus one. The Money line for both is minus 108. This is really a pick em. I like the Atlanta Falcons here. They've been too hot. Uh, I don't trust the Bucks, But I do like Rojo in this, in this game as a DFS play. What do you think, George, in terms of wagering in this one?
5: Well, we found out today that uh, Quinn and uh, Demetrius are going to come back. Uh, according to uh, Howard Blank, the owner of the uh, Falcons, he's not going to fire them, which is not a surprise. They played pretty well in the second half. They uh, whatever adjustment they made at their bye week worked. Mm-hmm. I think that shows something. It also shows that the players played for them, right? They didn't give up, which I right. think is a big thing as well here. Wagering this is pretty much a pick 'em, right? I got minus one uh, of Tampa Bay uh, money lines, uh, minus one fifteen. So for all intents and purposes, for me, it's a pick 'em here. I probably lean more towards the Bucks here, but it's close. It's not a game I'll wager on. Uh, I, I won't have it in a parlay. I won't have it in a teaser. I think it can go either way. I think they uh, they got it right here. And yeah. I don't have a feeling one way or the other. I think it could be high scoring, but this is also the problem with Week 17. There are going to be so many factors that we don't know. Right. On, in games like this, how many players, oh, well, you know what? I got a flight tomorrow at 12. You know, get my golf clubs going down to the Caribbean. Got to get the wife. Got to get the kids, the girlfriend, the mistress, whatever. You know, how many guys are even thinking about this game? Really taking it seriously in practice this week? You know, we just don't know. So it always bothers me to bet on games like this, where you just don't know who's going to show up here. I'm probably, if anything, I might bet the over-under, because in that case, if defensive players aren't taking it seriously, points should be put up. I think points should probably be put up anyway. But all of a sudden, guys, that Tampa Bay secondary the last couple of weeks has looked good. It's not the sieve they used to be. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can uh, can guarantee that either.
3: Yeah. uh, See, my thing is, I feel like Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians in his first season with them is going to want this win because it'll bring him to 8-8. and Nice even number. Uh, And, you know, I think they'll be playing pretty hard, but obviously they're missing pieces. So I think who's going to benefit? Maybe not Jameis, because we saw last week he threw a ton of picks. Uh, It looked ugly without his main weapons out there. Uh, O.J. Howard didn't do much either. I think there'll be a lot of running the ball. I think they're going to want to see what they got with uh, maybe Ronald Jones for the future and, and give him a lot of carries in this game. He played well last week. I mean, he was one of the highest points getters at running backs. I think he almost had twenty points basically. So, uh, I you think seen see how a much lot of money
5: that, that Jameis Winston is asking for. Yeah, thirty million plus. <laughs> thirty million, my God. thirty million
3: for how long? <laughs> he wants
5: a million for each at deception.
3: <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I saw that uh, tweet too. Oh my God! What's he looking for? What type of contract? How? I might multi years, two or three years. Yeah, whatever
5: he can get. But he wants thirty million plus. He's out of his mind.
3: There's no way.
5: Only the guaranteed, matters. How much guaranteed can he get? That's really the question here. Not really how much the uh, the contract is per year, but still, that he's asking for that much is just it's just it's incredible how these quarterback salaries just they're out of whack. Thirty million for a quarterback who, yes. When he's on, he's very good. But the problem is, he's on as much as he's off. I mean, you, know, you can't you, you can't win with he's never had, he's never won not consistently anyway. Right, right. So that's uh, man, the thing.
4: he doesn't good win. Luck with that, he's good great luck. for fantasy, and we love him, and we hope he stays around for a while. But as an NFL quarterback, he just doesn't win.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, so they're about they could go eight and eight here, and it's not all on him. I mean, like.
4: Of course not. It's a no. team game. I get yeah. that.
3: but I mean, the rest of $30 million, that
4: means you got to take the team on your back.
3: Uh, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, uh, he that's, don't deserve
5: That's going to be tough at Tampa. That's going to be tough. Can you pay that? Jim Day, can you pay that? You're at Tampa. And granted, there's no other quarterbacks out there. You're going to finish 8-8. Eight eight. You're not going to get a top one not unless you're willing to trade up. Are you paying that? Oh, no. No, not at all. No. <laughs> I'm not I even look, close to that. I can't you
4: pay know, it either. Dallas I isn't I sure they want to play pay Dak twenty right. million. There's no way I'm paying Winston thirty
3: million. Well, what about okay? So I'm hearing rumblings that maybe David Johnson uh, could come to, to Tampa Bay, but makes sense. Does
5: it? They need running back. You know, Zarians. He's not staying with Arizona. They pretty much they benched him for whatever reason.
3: Right. Well, so, no, yeah, he I, he don't look good doesn't make
4: sense to Chris because then that would push Rojo back. No, oh, well, Rojo.
3: I, l- l- <laughs> l- l- let me be. Uh... <laughs> Rojo's a backup. I hate to tell you this. In, wait, 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 wait. Well, first of all, he hasn't had the full allotment of backup. opportunities. He's a backup. If he was
5: special, we would have seen it by now. He's a backup.
3: He looks good when he runs the ball. He doesn't block great. nice number two. He doesn't block great. Okay, I'll admit That's that. That's an issue. That's an issue. With That's that an issue. You can't, you can't block great. You're not going to play. I understand that. And and Drake, actually Drake had this problem too, and now Drake looks like he's gonna get himself a full time RB one job. Maybe he and Drake you may know, have been gased. What's that? He may have been gased. Yeah, he might have been gased. Um, and I think maybe Rojo's getting held back because of this. Maybe as he develops, he could be a, a solid. Not How many I'm not gonna say RB one. Say that for. I mean, he was he was much better than people thought he was gonna be this year. Am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. He outperformed. He's very up
4: and down. He had a couple of good games. The rest of the time, he was garbage. Half the time, he got benched, and they put in Barber. Right. So, yeah, you are wrong. He didn't have a very good season He definitely
3: outperformed where he was getting drafted. That's for sure. Uh, you could say that for half the
4: freaking field, because that's half of true. the guys that got drafted high did nothing.
5: Eh... I don't know. I mean, I, I think he, that... He's a nice number, too. Uh, I'd be shocked. Shocked if Tampa Bay goes into the next season, with Rojo as their one. Well,
3: here's the shocked. question. How much do you pay da- David Johnson? How much are you paying David Johnson to come to Tampa Bay?
5: Uh, that's a big question. Is yeah. there going to be somebody yeah, in the court who will be out there as well? If they, they
4: want to play, pay Winston $30 million, probably not going to be all that much.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. Then you can't
4: do it.
3: Exactly. So you but can't... you could draft the running back. Right. You could draft the running back. I mean, but... You know that's the thing. You're not paying. He's not paying Winston thirty million. I'm sorry. Nobody's paying Winston thirty million. I don't think. I mean, uh, yeah. I think he gets.
5: I think he gets a Nick Foles contract. That's what I think he'll get. Somewhere will get the guarantee. will be around the fifty million mark. It'll be pretty much a two to three year contract. They'll say it's a six year deal, but it'll pretty much be a two to three year deal where the Tampa Bay can get out of it after two or three years, mm-hmm. after the guaranteed money's done. That's what I expect Winston to get. Uh, Winston to get. He's not going to get. You know a Russell Wilson deal where he's tied up for the next six, seven years. That's not going to happen. Right. But he'll get a good deal from somebody because someone is going to say, "Hey, you know what? He threw for all these touchdowns, all this yardage. I can fix the interceptions." I don't think you can. Because I think he's of that mentality that goes, "You know what? Jim Day's right there. I'm throwing at the Jim Day. I don't care if Chris, Frank, and Greg are right in front of him. I'm throwing at the Jim Day." <laughs> That's just the way he is. I just think I, you look at his. I don't think he sees the people around him or believes he can fit it in any window. He's got that to me that Jay Cutler mentality. Well, right. I can get it
3: in there. Right. He'll throw it anyway. He's a true. Yeah. He's the definition of a gunslinger the definition. Um, but 30 million just seems like too much. And I know that a lot of teams are desperate for a quarterback, but I mean, 30 million seems a little bit too much, too much. A little
4: bit too much. You're being nice.
3: Yeah, I know. I am being nice. <laughs> exactly. Um, for you know NFL purposes, at least fantasy is a different story. Uh, so Falcons, Bucks. before we head to the break, Jim, Fantasy-wise, DFS, any guys you like in this game that you might plug in? I said Rojo, so uh, let's see what you like.
4: Well, I, I mean, I, I'm going to go with the normal guys. I'm going to go with, uh, of course, Julio. Uh, I think uh, even Hooper's in play. Um, Perriman, yeah, should be in in for another decent week. Just for opportunity alone. Watson uh, maybe gets a little bit more after the touchdown last week. I don't know if I trust it, but, hey, it's week 17. You got to do what you got to do.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to look for Perriman on the price point here on uh, FanDuel, but I can't find him. Uh, I think he's pretty expensive, actually. Yeah, he is $7,600, so pretty expensive right there. Ah,
4: they but, moved him
0: way up. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. All right, we'll be right back after this. Make sure you get on the grid, sports grid. fantasy football yeah.
0: Jordan Howard is the early down back. All right. Jordan Howard is the between the tackles early down back. Remember earlier in the season, Miles Sanders was more of a PPR guy. Now Miles Sanders will get some carries too.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer, Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals.
1: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody?
0: This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. But Jordan Howard takes his role back, in my opinion, of being the early down between the tackles runner for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they may need them against the New York Giants because that Giants offense will score some points against Philadelphia.
2: Monday and Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on the Sports Grid Network.
4: Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com backslash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com backslash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com backslash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Back to you, Christopher.
3: There you go, right there. Make sure you apply. All right. That's right. Jim Day Reads. Hashtag Jim Day Reads. Fancy side, Jim Day. George Curtis, your boy, the closer Chris Venture. Welcome back. Fancy Football Frenzy on a Friday for the new year, uh, and we're breaking down these games for Week 17. Some of them mean nothing. Some of them mean everything. Uh, and we talked about Atlanta-Tampa Bay. Uh, Perriman's expensive in Atlanta. Hooper's not bad. He's 6000 So uh, if you want to plug Hooper in, it's not terrible. Uh, Tampa Bay-wise, Rojo, Perriman, we said. Winston. I don't think Winston is expensive, but... Yeah, he is. Eighty one hundred. He's the fifth most expensive quarterback on the list for the Sunday big play, the two hundred K to first place. All right, so there you go right there for Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Uh, you got the Bears at Vikings. Now this is an interesting one because the Vikings are probably going to start their backup quarterback, who is Sean Mannion. Yeah, Mannion. Mannion, right?
4: Yeah. Is that? Last time he started a game was for this exact reason for the Rams last year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there you go. Right there. So, uh, week 17 specialist. Yeah. Week yeah. 17. <laughs> uh, so, cause they, they're locked in their spot, the Vikings. So, and they don't want guys getting hurt. Uh, you'll have Mike Boone at quarterback at running back. And that's where I think in DFS, you could make something happen. Cause you figure they're going to run the ball a lot Cause they're not going to throw it. Freaking Mannion. Uh, and he's not that expensive, Boone. Sixty-two hundred on Fanduel right now. It's not terrible uh, because you know he's a starting running back. Uh, yeah, how much cheaper you are trust get him
4: it? after last week?
3: I and, know, and, and, I know. But uh, you that's said you even that's, said
4: that's why he'll be very low owned. So it may end up being a great, nice contrarian play.
3: That's the thing you want to find those contrarian plays that nobody wants. I agree. And you mine said is,
4: mine is Marshawn Lynch.
3: Yeah, Marshawn oh, Lynch. I got to see.
4: I, I'm going to have him in a couple of my DFS lineups. I just am. Well, If it don't work, it don't work. I don't care. He's still going in my damn lineup.
3: Is Lynch even? Wait a minute. Lynch isn't even there. How about that?
4: Oh, I hope they add him. I want to add
3: Lynch. Lynch is not there. The only Lynch I'm finding is Paxton Lynch.
4: <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't <laughs> definitely want him. I definitely don't want him.
3: Uh, I'll tell you, listen, I'm down to pay up uh, for the highest... Price guy on Fanduel, which is Christian McCaffrey, because the coach came out and said recently that they're looking to give him, feed him the ball a lot here in Week 17. He has the chance to break records. Uh, I think he could have a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving.
4: Yeah, only the third person to do that, but he needs sixty. I think sixty-seven yards receiving to break that number.
3: Right, and I think he could break Chris Johnson's record of total yards from scrimmage that he that he had. Uh, on the Titans years ago, I forgot what it was, 2,000-something, uh, and so he has an opportunity to do that, but he would need, like, 250-plus total yards or something like that. So it's a long shot, but the volume's going to be there. So I think that's the one guy you could, you could definitely pay up for and FanDuel and know that you're going to get crazy volume, maybe a super high score, it actually might pay off. Uh, and then you could build around that and find cheap plays elsewhere. So we'll see, but let's break down the rest of the game. So we got the Bears at Vikings, minus three Bears on the road in Minnesota. uh, And it's over under 36, obviously, looking at a low-scoring game here. I mean, the Bears are the play. You know, the Bears are the play. The Vikings aren't playing for anything except to get healthy for their first matchup in the playoffs. The Bears
4: aren't playing for anything either.
3: Except for pride. (laughs) I don't know. They had pride. They had a
4: better season by now. I know, right?
3: <laughs> playing for something. I don't know. I guess a divisional win. They're also seven and eight, so another team that might want to just get to that eight and eight marker be five hundred. You know, for the coaches. Oh yeah,
4: team. that you know, yeah, eight and eight is so much better than seven and nine. So much it really
3: better. is, though. Oh, it's it's like in college football. Like you, <laughs> six and six, so much better than uh, you know five and seven.
4: It's a, like being blindfolded <laughs> and kissing your sister.
3: I mean, yeah, no, it's ugly, but I think they go for it. So I think the Bears are the play. What do you think, Georgia, in this? Would you touch any of this, Bears, Vikings?
5: Uh, I mean, I would lean towards the Bears because the Vikings, you sort of already raised the white flag, right? We yeah. see a you know, like start of these plays. And the players know that, too, that they're, they're really, their one job is not to get hurt. Mm-hmm. That's their job in Minnesota. Don't get hurt going into the playoffs. The coaches let you know that's what he's looking for. So yeah, going to be a lot of business decisions made there. Except a player's trying to make a mark. You know, mm. for, uh, show the coach something. So I would lean towards the Bears in this situation. I don't love it. I mean the bear we know the Bears. Eh, so so team. Will they play hard? Will they not? It's hard. That's why I don't like betting this, because you, you just you just don't know who's gonna show, who's not, what players are gonna show, what players are not gonna show. Uh and there's, Who's there's gonna be come out or... of
4: the game early? Who's
5: not? Who's hey, yeah, that's, there's that's so a great much point unknown. Too. You know, uh, who starts on the Minnesota offensive line? Do they come out early? Just because certain guys are going to be inactive, there to be other guys who play sparingly or none too. And the US and the Vegas has it. They already giving you Chicago minus three. There's no way they'd be minus three if this is a real game.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Without yeah, without a doubt, they'd be. I bet they would be plus five and a half or something like that if the Vikings were playing for something. Not more. If not more, yeah. If not more. Um, but the Bears, you know, I know technically they're not they're not good, obviously. I mean, there's a lot of frauds in the league. Eighty percent of the league are frauds, but the Bears might end up eight and eight. It's
4: not yeah, a you got Michael over change here, our too. we should change our sh- show name to Fantasy Football Frauds.
3: Fantasy football frauds. That's it. All these guys are frauds. Nick Chubb fraud. I will not draft Nick Chubb. I'm so bitter about that. Uh even though, now they talked about this on BFFs, right? So Kareem Hunt's probably gone. Chubb gets to, you know, have the backfield to himself again. And he looked great early in the season doing that. I mean, he looked great all season. He ran all over the place. He led the league in rushing, right? So uh, I just don't think I would take, and they were saying they would take Chubb before they'd take Dalvin Cook. Or Frank said that at least. Shout out to Frank. I think I would take Cook before Chubb. I know the injury risk. Is obviously, much higher with Cook, but the dynamic playmaking league winning ability is Cook's to have. I mean, he, he could catch 60, 70 passes, whereas I don't think Chubb could ever catch more than 50, uh, even with no real backup behind him. I'm sure they're gonna have some sort of pass catching little specialist on Cleveland. Uh, well, I don't next think
5: year. anybody could, I don't think I would argue with you that Cook is the better player. Yeah, All right. I'll, I'll give you that, for, uh, you know, almost hands down, mainly because of what you said, better fantasy player right. because of the catching the ball. But it seems to be not a question of how you know if he's going to get hurt, but when and how many games. Isn't he? Hasn't he proven now that he can't stay healthy? But three years
3: in a row now, right? So three he's been years hurt in a row? every every. every
5: uh, that, you know his his best availability is not availability. You're going to lose him at some point, point. and this year he killed. He actually crushed fantasy owners mm-hmm. by getting hurt when he did. At the You worst probably time. don't mind as much. You know, you get hurt round seven. Wait, well, wait, wait, wait. wait. Back up that train for a second because Chubb did the exact
4: same thing. He didn't get hurt, but he stunk in week 16. He did. But he played. I'll take the ability. So what? He's he got available. You, what, seven points? Six points? Not He's even. available. He could have gotten seven. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'd rather Cook him got you not be available than give me a seven in my championship game.
5: Zero. At least with a zero,
4: it. I know I can put somebody else but in.
5: You can't tell that. You don't know when Cook's. I know you get can't hurt.
4: tell that. Well, I, for, I, all, for all, all, all I you know, Chubb could have got seventy points.
5: Here's the for thing: all, you know worse. Chubb <laughs> could have got you seventy. You can't tell that Chubb's going to get a zero or a seven points. You can't tell that. You, everybody would have started Chubb. Cook has gotten hurt every year. Every. Yes, I understand that, but Chubb that. laid a big fat egg in week sixteen too.
4: So but I don't. Everybody know wait, lays an egg during one... the season a
5: game or two. At least he played. The availability is not different. sixteen. Availability is important. Okay, I don't get. Doesn't bother me. Guy's going to lay eggs every now and then. It's like he, not like you can look at it and think, oh, he, week 16 every year, he's laid an egg. That
3: would be something. Right. Well, but I don't but
4: have to look it, at that now. That's
3: challenge Yeah, <laughs> but I'm curious. Like here, here's the thing. <laughs> so, yeah, Chubb, the availability is great. But at the same time, especially with running backs, I know Cook's been now injury prone, especially now with this injury at the end of the season here. And, you know, it's been lingering kind of now for a while now at the end of the season here. But, uh, any any running back could get injured at any time. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take my chances, especially in fantasy football, yeah, where you he, know anything thought, can happen.
5: Though, he's got injured three years in a row. Yes, anybody can get injured at any time, but he's got injured three years in a row. Right,
3: he, he's injury prone. Right. You could put that tag I, that, on him. I get it. But I try to win my leagues. So I'm going for the most, the most upside. The, the guy that's, that could take me all the way to the championship. You know, and I'd rather go, like I say all the time, I'd rather go Three and 10 at the end of the season uh, with a team that had a ton of upside, than be a mediocre team that just missed the playoffs or just made the playoffs and got knocked down the first round. And, you know, I was barely getting like by. Like the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys, right. I want talent on my pretty, team. Pretty good description
5: of them. <laughs> <laughs> really is. I mean, you think about it. Mediocre, well, maybe above mediocre gets knocked down. They're out above mediocre like they're not- they're pretty- on paper. Oh, they're much. I mean, uh, oh, don't get me started. I don't want the Cowboys. I know. <laughs> it's just depressing. <laughs> I got another show. But they're a hot topic. I don't want to be impressed. They're a hot topic. I
3: (laughs) I win. I win. (laughs) Because they're the only team left in the NFC that can make the playoffs. That's the only spot left that we're looking at here. Uh, You know, the division winner of of the East. I'll tell you this. If Jason
5: Witten is the new coach of the Cowboys, I'm done. Uh, I'm just done. You're worried about that? <laughs> no, I mean he can't do that. But it's Jerry Jones. And he, oh, I'll placate the fans. I'll give him, yeah. yeah, make, you know, make, uh make Michael Irvin the uh, offensive coordinator too. Just <laughs> throw it all to hell.
3: There you go, all right? <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. He's a little disappointed in his Cowboys. All right, get on the grid, Blue squad? Shout out.
1: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith.
0: When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Yeah. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Glad to have you back. Shout out to the gloom squad and everybody else. Fan- Fancy Taz, Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer Chris Venture. We're talking football week 17 on the sports grid network. <clears throat> I am here in studio 34 and I'm just looking at the playoff picture. Just to see, uh, I do have, want to have a little fun and I know it's not set. Can yet.
4: I, can I just say something real quick before you get to that? Please. Um, in the preseason, I had set up a, a big in- industry experts two quarterback league. Um,
3: the 32 and, team. Uh,
4: league. I, no, no, this was just a regular 12 team league, but it had some of the biggest names in the industry Mike Clay, Matt Harmon, uh Matthew Bloom, uh, Matthew Berry. Yeah, right. Uh, Jeff Ratcliffe, uh, Bob Harris, Evan Silva. Uh, Liz Loza, so a bunch of big people. But I got to give kudos to Mike Clay for taking it down.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, I know it still plays for week 17, but he's got over a 200 point lead going into the final week. Um, and this was done with a team that really only had one quarterback all year. So I, I got to give him Mess. kudos. Who's the quarterback? I mean, yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember who he has. Uh, hold on, give me one second. Yeah, his big quarterback was Prescott. Yeah, uh, His only other quarterback of note was Case Keenum. Uh, you know, he had Cam mm-hmm. Newton and Robert Griffin, his, his backups. So in a two-quarterback league, he really only had one quarterback. But, he, man, he, he pff, all his receivers were top-notch. He had two good tight ends. Uh, he had some real good running backs and just put up some massive so he won.
3: He won a super flex league, basically. With, with one quarterback. With one quarterback. And so most and it wasn't of the time. A, it
4: wasn't a super flex. It was a start two quarterback league.
3: Oh, wow. So he had to plug a second quarterback in. Right. That's wild. I was going to say. <laughs> that is wild. I was going to say, it goes to show in a super flex league, you don't always have to put a quarterback into the super flex spot.
4: Don't, you know, but if, it's always good to do.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's very, it, it's probably safer. Uh, but uh, you know, kudos you to
4: Mike to, for taking down that big league with a bunch of heavy hitters.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we shouted out the king uh, yesterday about GST getting the overall points. Did it two straight years, I believe. Uh, Spitting speeds. Shout out to him, my man. Won the GST in his league in his division. I don't know if he won the overall overall, but uh, I believe you know our division he won. Oh, shout out to him for that. Uh, Let's keep breaking these down. Bears, Vikings. We said Um, who you're playing. Mike Boone's cheap in DFS. That's about Thielen. I don't know how I feel about Thielen.
4: I like Anthony Miller a lot in this one.
3: I I was thinking about that. Shout out
4: by Kansas City last week. I think Anthony Miller bounces back in a big way. What about
3: Allen Robinson?
4: Of course, Allen Robinson's always in play.
3: Yeah, in DFS he's uh pretty expensive. He is the sixth highest wide receiver at seventy eight hundred. So you know uh, if you want to well, pay up, I get up,
4: that they're playing against a team that, like George said, doesn't really give a damn.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, that's why maybe they take a nice lead. The Vikings don't care. They're getting beat up, and uh, David Montgomery might not be a, a bad play either. Maybe he has a nice little game. They want to see what they have with Montgomery for next year too. Uh, just Test him out a little bit more here at the end of the season. Uh, still couldn't do it. Yeah.
4: And I love David Montgomery, and I still couldn't do it. I do like <laughs>
3: David Montgomery. His
4: coach has been an idiot with running backs all year.
3: I think that could be a guy who, <clears throat> you know, kind of faded and wasn't, you know, he got hyped up into, the, into this season and didn't really live up to that potential. No, they,
4: see, I, I totally disagree with that. Okay. To me, he's the kind of running back like a Derrick Henry who gets better as the game goes on. He's a a bull of a guy. He'll run over people. He'll wear down a defense, and you keep giving him carries, and eventually the numbers will come. And he just never got that opportunity. Those kind of running backs, you're giving him 12, 13 carries a game. That's nothing. That Mm -hmm. doesn't get their juices flowing. It doesn't get them in any kind of a groove. I think for Montgomery, I think he has to be a 20-touch running back to do well in this league. If nobody gives him that chance, He'll be fading out of the picture soon.
3: Kind of like a like a Derrick Henry uh, who needs a lot of touches. But Montgomery could also catch. I'm with you. I think the talent's there. I just think what I'm saying is he had that, that sort of a lackluster year where you, you're right, They didn't get the touches. Uh, you know, you had Tariq Cohen taking a, a lot of the, the pass-catching work. So he was limited to his top capabilities, right? So I think people will forget. A lot of times these second-year running backs, people forget. They had a down year, oh, uh, he's he's trash, you know, uh, I, I'm off it, you know, because they're so hyped about him coming into the season. I think Montgomery could get a nice discount next year, and uh, I think he could pay off. Uh, we'll see what happens with Tariq Cohen and him in that dynamic again, but uh, the Bears need to do a lot of things to to help him out, though, too. I mean, the quarterback play was awful. Uh, you know, he. I feel like you're right. He needs carries to get going as well, so... We'll see what happens with that, but I like jumping. I think he on my, only on my had like
4: year. two or three games where he even got to twenty carries all, right. all season long.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, I'm looking right now. He had twenty carries, one, two, three times all season. He had a couple of eighteen and seventeens, but yeah, not, not enough. Um, yeah, I like to. Last year's trash. We always talk about this coming into a new year. We can talk about this now. Uh, you have guys that this year that were trash that we could buy into next year at a discount. And I think there was another guy I seen on, on a list recently that I really like. Uh, I'll look into it later. But uh, last year's trash definitely a thing. It doesn't always work, but you could get really good players at a discount. And I think uh, you'll have a lot out there. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is going to go in like the fourth, fifth round next year. Fourth, fifth round. I'll buy right yeah, back into him at that down. price.
4: I don't think he'll go that late.
3: You think, think it, maybe he starts
4: there yeah. and as the season, nah, goes. I don't, I don't see that. I think he, he's, you know, third
5: rounder. Mm-hmm. You know, he's out of feeling people are going to choke it up to injury and what happened this year. Uh, he'll go back where he normally was.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. We'll see. I, I mean, you know how it goes at the beginning of the year, you have those early drafts, those mock drafts. And then as the season goes along, certain players move up, certain players move down. Uh, we were talking about this before. Miles Sanders, we feel like, a, is really going to fly up the board next year and maybe be an early second round pick that high. I mean, he is talented, the kid, uh, and he could be that, you know, he could be that high in a draft. It's a little bit risky, but if he's the lone back in Philadelphia, which that rarely ever happens.
5: He won't be. Peterson doesn't yeah. believe in
3: that. <laughs> exactly. That rarely ever happens with this coach, but, uh, you know, you never know. Let's look at, because we're at the end of the. The show here. I want to look at the important games. Forget these Fugazi games. Cleveland, Cincinnati. Nobody really cares. Green Bay Packers, Detroit. Ugh. I mean, if you want to talk about what's a good game to bet, maybe, Packers still have something to play for. So, maybe the Packers aren't a bad bet if you want to do a parlay uh, with with some other teams because you know they're going to beat Detroit. The problem is the spread's minus 12 and a half. Uh... Browns and Bengals, no, I don't want to touch. The Chargers, Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs have something to play for. Just because if the Patriots lose, which they probably won't, the Chiefs could get a bye. Uh, It's actually
5: an important game as far as betting is concerned because if the Chiefs win, then Houston has nothing to play for. Right. And that could help Tennessee. Win. Get them in the playoffs. Right. I mean, uh, all these coaches saying the right thing now. Oh, yeah, we're going to play. Well, you know, O'Brien has to say that because just in case yeah, right. that Kansas City does lose, he needs his players to be up for the game, so they can get that uh, move up in a seed. Mm-hmm. But as soon as uh, you know, if once it, again, it's a huge if. But if uh, if Kansas City wins, and I think they will, be surprised if they don't. And then you know, all the adrenaline, all the air is sucked out of that balloon for Houston.
3: Right. So
5: uh, I would, I would almost automatically go on Tennessee there.
3: Yeah, and the Tennessee wins that game on Houston. This, yeah, so that's a four twenty five game. So they'll know the outcome uh, right. before. I don't, I
5: don't know why the NFL did that. Usually they try and make those games same time, so we don't have this. Right. This is a little advantage, but they—I don't know if they screwed up here. Or, oh, I don't know what the reason could be why they didn't do that.
3: Yeah. It really, this
5: whole year, the schedule was
4: kind of kind of, kind of wacky. Crazy. Yeah. Some teams got really, you know, nailed by being away for two months and other crazy things, traveling back and forth across the
3: country. A, a ton of times. division games in a row. We've yeah, seen it's just, teams it was play kind of a nuts yeah. <laughs> schedule this year. You're right. I mean, those division games should be separated a little bit. You want to have two division games in a row? Sure. Four division games in a row? That's tough on a team. Division games are tough. Don't let anybody tell you different, um, unless they're horrible. But even still, I mean, look at Arizona. Arizona just beat up on Seattle. Uh, you know, I mean, crazy things have happened. Uh, Jets, Buffalo. Buffalo doesn't... I mean, Buffalo doesn't really have anything to play for here.
4: Nothing. They have nothing whatsoever to play for. They're already talking about uh, John Brown and Josh Allen most likely not playing.
3: Yeah, so the Jets could be... Maybe the Jets' defense is a nice DFS play. Uh, Maybe Le'Veon Bell be a nice little play. I don't know. I mean, the Jets are going to have their guys out there, I'm sure. So we'll see what happens with that. You got the Saints, Panthers, the the Saints... They still have something to play for, too, because they could win they the do, number yes. one seed, right?
5: The only team in the NFC that really has nothing to play for as far as a playoff team is Minnesota. Right. The others have to play it. It does mean something to them. Seattle, San Francisco, Green Bay, New Orleans, and, of course, Philadelphia Literally,
3: Dallas. there's four teams that could get the number one seed in the NFC, right? Packers, Saints, yeah. Yeah, Seahawks. 49ers, 49ers
4: and Seahawks. I That's crazy.
3: Bay. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, so you have that game. You have Dolphins-Patriots, which minus 16 New England, I mean. I think
5: Miami covers that. Yeah? Yeah, I was sick of that, too. And I think I think they play tough. covers. I think that, it's, it's a comedy I think they'll play tough. They have for most of the season other than that one game in, what, week 15. Uh, and I think, uh, well, I don't know if New, New England can score a ton of points. You know, 16 yeah, right. means you've probably got to score 30-plus to cover that. And I think Miami can score them the 20s themselves. Yeah. They've been a lot better. Well, listen, right? If, they, if, they, if Miami's playing like they, they were last week in Cincinnati, I know, listen, they're terrible. I get it. Would anyone really be shocked if they kept this game even really close up until late fourth quarter? Maybe then New England starts to, uh, you know, wins the game, pulls away. I like Miami a lot in this game.
3: Yeah, yeah. The only thing I worry about is, George, and I haven't looked at it, but the weather in New England, Miami teams usually, you know. The weather can be good too, though. Uh, weather affects them poorly. If, if, I don't think it's supposed to be anything, Crazy, anything outrageous
5: right? weather-wise, I don't think. Okay,
3: good, good. Yeah. No,
5: I'm going to check. I think I heard there were a couple of weather games this weekend. But I don't There's a
3: lot of rain, rain I was looking at, a lot of rainy games this week. I think gonna the rain potential? here. Yeah. So, you got a lot of high precipitation uh, games. Nah, it looks like now.
4: it's going to be a beautiful day in New England, 40 degrees and clear. Okay. With a four-mile-an-hour wind, so nothing there.
3: Okay, so nothing there. Um, no wind the Buffalo... games at
4: all. Uh, well, maybe one. Uh, it's rain in Cincinnati. Game.
3: Right. Buffalo, rain I think. In, rain in Baltimore.
4: I don't care about rain. Rain doesn't usually kill it unless it's a torrential downpour.
5: And Seattle.
3: It's Seattle, okay. That stinks. All right. That plays right wind into is, Seattle.
5: Wind is nowhere. I mean, it's 16 double downs at the So Who cares? Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, Seattle's bringing goes. back the bars for
4: this
3: game. Oh, I can't oh, wait to this God. game. Are you kidding Thank me? Thank God it's on Sunday night. Yeah,
4: they're bringing back the Boz. He's going to ra- raise the 12th man flag. <laughs>
3: Stop. That's, <laughs> that's I'm, I'm, not was that.
4: I'm not kidding. Dude, they, they've announced it. He's I want to make a bet right now. Raise the 12th man flag.
3: I'll take, and the, and the 49ers are minus three and a half. No, no spread. I'll take the 49ers. I'll make a bet with either one of you right now. I'll take the 49ers straight up. So will I. Okay. Jim?
5: <laughs> uh, <laughs> a I'll make you a
4: bet for a buck <laughs> You're not giving me Three and a half points So you, you know, gotta give me something
3: Well you know um, Alright fine I'll give you I'll, I'll do it with the spread We'll do it with the spread okay. Alright Three and a half dollar. I think Marshawn Mar- Lynch goes nuts Alright Marshawn Lynch goes nuts Five bucks between me and Jim on The 49 and Seahawks I'll Venmo it to you. Number one C. <laughs> <laughs> he already sent me the check. So. All right. Fancy Football Frenzy. Hey, good luck, everybody, this weekend at DFS. You. If you're wagering, whatever you guys are doing.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever.
1: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host